0: Welcome to the HR Empowerment Podcast, where we will uncover strategies and new insights from HR professionals who discuss up-to-date regulations,
1: best practices, and the most pressing topics like diversity and equity, leadership, dealing with difficult situations, and much more that affect your bottom line and
0: business. Thanks for joining
1: us. Hey, everybody. Wendy Sellers here, the HR lady. I am back with J.C.
0: I think it's Friday for most people right now. Aloha. <laughs> and if it's not, it's Friday somewhere. That's all I know.
1: Yeah, it definitely is, for sure. Hey, what I want to talk about in this session is just a little bit more to for the employers and for the employees who are listening, to who might feel, you know what? Hey, I, I think I might have been discriminated against. Uh, first of all, discrimination doesn't always need to be intentional, uh, but it's still illegal. And why what I find when people unintentionally discriminate, it's because we didn't educate them. So we didn't educate our hiring managers. We didn't educate um, maybe a recruiter. Not all recruiters have ever been through HR training. Uh, I've worked with a recruiter a long time ago, who's an amazing person. And they came in, they were an external recruiter and then came, worked on my team as part of the in-house team. And I'm like, I'm not going to pay recruiting fees. We're just going to have an in-house recruiter And pretty professional person never was through just discrimination training. And he was saying when he was working on my team. Yes. like As he he was like, oh, my God, I think I've been asking illegal questions this whole time.
0: Yeah, you have, Ted. (laughs) (laughs) And it's
1: because so many people and so many recruiters are more like treated like sales and not H.R., Right. But they're really HR and sales together. You're selling your company to a candidate and you need to understand how X question is discriminatory right. or X, um, you know, uh, decision is discriminatory because you you chose that candidate based on or not based on their military wording, for or, example. Or so,
0: how what someone says should just be thrown out the window. Don't even consider it because they're bringing up something that puts you in a liable risk center. It's, wow, wow.
1: Yeah, it is it is amazing. So please, this, and actually, this is a good point right here that for me to make is, if you are using an external recruiter, whether it's a recruiting agency, a headhunter, or even if you just have a, you know, independent consultant working for you part-time that does recruiting for you, please, please, please make them go through discrimination uh, training with your company don't just say hey have you been trained like no i need you to at least complete this quiz or something so that i am sure that you are not discriminating on my behalf and then the recruiter gets sued and you get sued. So a candidate can can sue both organizations, the external recruiting firm and you, because you hired them to represent you. So super, super important. There are some recruiters out there in uh, the United States that I will absolutely not work with ever or refer to because I know they ask questions that are not, uh, not legal. Uh, but getting back to, you know, just talking about discrimination, we gave you a a case before about, you know, um, it ends up being a Supreme Court case, but it started in, you know, in a Texas decision. I want to talk about the fact that many states have their own laws regarding military discrimination.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Look, Texas, uh, Texas is not immune from a military discrimination lawsuit, according to the United States Supreme Court. A recent U.S. Supreme Court decision broadens the rights of military and veteran employees who may have been face with discrimination while working for the state governments. The Supreme Court ruled in Torres versus Texas Department of Public Safety that state employers cannot invoke sovereign immunity to avoid complying with a military anti-discrimination policy. And interestingly, Wisconsin has a state law that prohibits employers, employment agencies, labor unions, licensing agencies, and other individuals From discriminating against employees, job applicants, or licensing applicants based on their past, current, or prospective military service. Military service defined by the law as service in the United States Armed Forces, the State Defense Force, any state's National Guard, or any other reserve component of the U.S. Armed Forces.
1: And there's one more state, too, uh, that I wanted to talk about, which was New York. It's actually New York uh, City human rights. So it's not even the state. It's the city of New York City. So federal law, state law, county law, city law. You need to make sure wherever you're recruiting, wherever you're filling these positions. And this goes for remote workers, too, that you know the law. So in 2017, New York City human rights law provides protections for uh, current and former mili- members of the military against discrimination in employment housing, and places of a public accommodation. So super, super important. New York City seems to be one of the lead cities in our country right now that has all kinds of unique laws that you may have never been aware of before, and now it's all over all over the place. And it changes, and you have to, to keep on top of that.
0: I have my own personal feelings about New York and New York State, as I've been trapped here under... New York law for quite some time and I'll refrain <laughs> from commenting and leave those on the table for another time as I shop for my electric stoves and get prepared to get rid of gas. I, it's yeah. a whole thing. Discussion well, for another thing, time, Wendy.
1: New York the frustrates thing, JC, me.
0: New York is whether,
1: oh. whether it frustrates you or not or some other state or, you know, I'm in Florida land of, you know, no rules whatsoever. You can do anything um, down there literally you can do it you can two. hire you anyone
0: can, you can do whatever yeah. you want right <laughs>
1: we do have we do have to follow some laws we have to oh, follow okay. the federal laws and we actually do have some like i said some laws uh, that are above and beyond federal law which surprises me but for the most part not too much but regardless what your personal opinions are uh of the state's Um, The cities, the counties, if you are working there or you are hiring people there, even remote workers, you have to comply with those laws. So you need to know the law. The bottom line of this whole podcast series is don't discriminate against uh, military veterans just because the terminology makes you uncomfortable you don't understand the terminology or you don't agree with a military decision i assure you the person that was sitting in front of you is probably not the person who made that decision they were just following orders and they were doing what they were trained to do and so keep your eyes open keep your ears open please please walk away from this this uh, uh five series podcast saying you know what We're missing the boat here. We should be hiring veterans. Let's go to those websites. Let's start the translations. Let's even, you can jump on a lot of um, online trainings. I personally do not have an online training about, you know, dissecting all the military terminology, but there's a lot of training out there from the candidate side and from the employer side that can help you fill those seats. What you got, JC?
0: I've got a short story I want to share with you and the listeners today, and you may enjoy this. It's about a gentleman by the name of Gary Cooper, Wendy. And Gary Cooper became interested in engineering as a young Eagle Scout and joined the military to serve his country and start his adult life. And while serving in West Germany as a linguist, he was involved in a severe accident that left him paralyzed from the waist down. He was encouraged by his superiors, Major General C.E. McKnight, And Cooper pursued a degree in electrical engineering and now focuses on using his education to help disabled people. He feels that his injury was the catalyst for a fulfilling life filled with love and professionally rewarding work. And he's been driven by that ever since. Just a brief story about Gary Cooper, a disabled veteran who pursued a dream and is now pushing forward in an amazing industry. Just take a look around. It doesn't matter what the situation is. Wendy, I think you said it best before. Whether you can see the disability or not, roll the dice. You never know what you're going to get. Just pick the best candidate for the job at the end of the day, right?
1: Right, but make sure that you are opening up your candidate base. Make sure that you're actively going after veterans. You're placing yourself um, as a, a, a company that's proud to hire veterans that have training programs that have, uh, programs that help the, re- the hiring team and the recruiting team understand the military terminology yes. and make sure that you are not, you know, forgetting about these veterans who served and to be quite honest, gave up a part of their life in order to serve our country. And we can be hiring them and filling, um, you know, spots that are empty that we're like, geez, no one can seem to get this job. Well, maybe a veteran can seem to get it. Hey, that story about Gary Cooper is that, uh, Is that uh, shown in in your podcast series, Talk to JC?
0: Uh, Sadly not, Uh, but maybe in the future I might do a piece on him. Uh, Interesting things with JC. Uh, We we have covered a plethora of different topics lately. I highly encourage people stopping by. There was, believe it or not, uh, a new, um, uh, pardon my my brief brain fart here. It, It was a new scientific research study. I just talked about it today, the date of our recording. Uh, where what they did, Wendy, was they took a look at the way mRNA is delivered into cells. And instead of using lipid proteins, the scientists, and this study was released in January, they figured out a way to use parts of what's already in your body and your cells to deliver the mRNA. And and ultimately, what that means is, I know we've heard that term a lot when it comes to like COVID vaccines, but they're using that to reinvigorate and reenact collagen production and they're reversing the signs of aging in mice in the lab and the projection there is the fountain of youth could be an injection away in the near future so that's just (laughs) (laughs) so i mean that's just one example uh, My
1: knees and a lack of cartilage are saying I will definitely take that and look into it. I don't even care if I have to grow two heads to do it. Yeah, but I'll tell you
0: what. Tomorrow is (laughs) National Hot Chocolate Day, and I've got a whole piece about that uh, that's going to be dropping. Feel free to stop by jimconnors.net to check out the podcast, Interesting Things with JC. It's what I do every day.
1: Awesome. Thanks, JC. Thank you for making this interesting, and take care, everybody.